this is Bill and Matt, and you're listening to Simplifying Jesus, where we are breaking barriers through communication. Matt, what do you got for us today? Well, this is episode 10. We're wrapping up the first season of Simplifying Jesus podcast, and we've got a a special guest with us today. Uh, Happy to have a conversation with Mr. John Teeter, Um, and just wanted to dive in a little bit to his background, his experience with church, and get to talk to him for a little bit today. So... John happens to be my brother-in-law, and um, I'm always going to call him Johnny, whether he likes it or not, so I apologize (laughs) for that. Um, But uh, (laughs) I didn't start my church experience until after I met Johnny, and it was his dad that got me into church originally, that kind of got me started on that path with um, inviting me to a steak dinner at their church, and Hmm. uh, you know, it just kind of started me thinking about things from there. So uh, I'm excited about this conversation. This will be fun. Yeah, me too. What's the last few years been like for you since uh, since you've been in the Coast Guard and you've been um, not doing as much um, where the church is concerned? Yeah, so, you know, I, I joined the Coast Guard about 10 years ago. Um, I joined when I was 21. And up until, I guess, that point, you know, I'd been to church every Sunday my entire life since I was born. And even after I joined the Coast Guard, and I, I even thought about this too, is you know, I, at boot camp, you can go to church too. And I, and I decided to, to not go to church at boot camp just because of where I was and what the situation and the situation you're in while you're there. I was like, I, I think God would forgive me for missing church eight times because, <laughs> because in boot camp, it, that's when you can shine your shoes and pressure uniforms for the week. So you don't get yelled at. So sure, I was like, yeah. I think it's okay for me to miss it for this short period of time. I think it's okay. And it's, it's really like boot camp is very, basic church it's like it's, there is a catholic service and there is a like non-denominational service hmm. so it's not it's not going to be like a specialty or like it's not gonna be a southern baptist service it's going to be this it's very basic which isn't bad it's just you know it is what it is that's yeah. what they have to do they don't have yeah. a choice so but after that i you know i got stationed in pittsburgh and so i was i i don't remember how long it was before i started going but i started to find a church there i was kind of looking around and I did find uh, a couple there and I ended up finding one at a hotel like convention room that that actually a guy um, I went to work with went there and he introduced me there and I met like some really great people there that were super kind and I went I went and ate lunch with them every Sunday and became good friends with them and after that you know I left there after about two and a half years and that's kind of when it started dwindling down to to not going. So that's kind of proof and, you can have church anywhere. You don't have to be in a church. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that uh, hotel convention center is better than the big church I went to before that. So, I mean, mm. it, it's just the people and the, the the message they send out that really is what it's, what it's about to me. I right. Mean, it's not, I mean, I've been to some gi- ginormous churches and hated it. Yeah. Well, so, so that being said, what... What made you initially stop going to church other than, you know, time and, and, uh, you know, the Coast Guard expecting you to work, you know, as much yeah, as possible? Well, the, the work thing is only an excuse for so long. I mean, I don't work every Sunday, so there's, it's, it's, I can't really say it's because of work because I can always go when I'm not working. But I, you know, I even, you know, thinking about these questions and stuff, you know, it comes down to, I, I know, I know at one point I had a really hard time in my life that affected me in a really bad way. And then, I think it was around that point that I kind of stopped. I, I did go to a school for like two months and then I came back and then I kind of just 
dwindled down after that. But, you know, I think it was to do with that big event <clears throat> partially and then partially too, I'm lazy and I got out of it and I, and I honestly just stopped going okay. and, uh, it's nothing more than me just not wanting to get up. Okay. So I think, I think laziness is a big part of it, unfortunately, but it's, and once you get out of it, it's hard to get back. Sure. I can For imagine sure. that. For sure. Yeah. I definitely had some, some experiences with that in my past. So, so one thing I was kind of wondering about is, um, yeah, everybody probably has some, some negative church experiences in their past. Do you have any sure. that kind of stick out that, that are, are kind of left a bad taste in your mouth that probably add even more, make it tougher to go back? Yeah. So, um, you know, I grew up Southern Baptist, which is very, uh, it can be very, you know, hellfire brimstone mm -hmm. teaching. And I found me personally, I don't respond well to that. Yeah. I, it terrified me for one, but two, you know, just with my own personal things that I have to deal with, uh, I didn't react well to it. So that was one thing that I didn't care for very much. Mm -hmm. Um, and we used to see like plays and stuff where like, literally like I'm watching this person get sent to hell in front of me in like a play. Wow. <laughs> like at, for kids, like we're all watching it at the wow. church that this play, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want that, you know, and it scared me, which yeah. <laughs> I guess is, is good and bad. But to me, it, it didn't play well to me. Hmm. And well, I can imagine how that would just make you not want to, if, you know, if this is what church is about, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, because as a you kid, know, you don't get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As a yeah, kid, and, you don't get what the point is behind it. Right. No. And I, I do understand that that is a, southern baptist kind of thing or part of southern baptist is like that in some ways mm, so, not, not all of it not the one i go to now so <laughs> but, you but know. I, can't, <laughs> I can't speak from my experience growing up in southern baptist churches there is definitely there was there was definitely that super conservative and 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 like you said not all churches mm -hmm. but i but i had some experiences similar to that that were like um what what it is this okay for me? Like, what, 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 what am I looking <laughs> Did we at read here? The parents guide on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I can, I can definitely sympathize with, with that kind of stuff going on. And in, in Southern Baptist churches, there was definitely more of a, that hellfire and brimstone kind of preaching going on. And, and I just want to throw in a little caveat here before we continue with the conversation that you the the theology so to speak of jesus the biblical theology is all love-based yeah like yes there is some real stuff out there that's negative and bad consequences and all that and that that's all part of the bible too but jesus when he taught it was all love-based his two greatest commandments were basically love god love people so i just want to throw that in there before we yeah. before we continue on that that was his theology. And so as Christians, if we're going to invite people to the church and, and try to, you know, bring people in, maybe we ought to lead the same way he did. Yeah. Just, I believe just that. Throw that out there. And, and, you know, pastors that get up there and they're, and they're preaching hellfire and brimstone every Sunday morning. Um, you know, I mean, it's going to turn me off too. And I mm -hmm. believe in Jesus and I'm, I'm going to walk away from that church because mm -hmm. I don't, I can't have a, a fear of God and, only want to be saved so I can get in heaven because right. it's about that building that relationship with him mm -hmm. too. Um, that's fear, not faith. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's so very I, different. And that's how I felt. I felt like, especially when I got older, I was like, I kind of read that was doubting myself a whole bunch. And that's when it was like, man, I really don't want to go to hell. Yeah. Like I really don't. And that was like, man, I really need to get saved right now, right now, right now. And then, you know, 
it turned into a whole bunch of stuff just because of, you know, you know, for me, you know, it's just like, there's no definite proof. So I was like, I, I, you know, I really want to get saved. And it, it took me a while to get through that, but I, I eventually did. I eventually got through it and, uh, was able to come to an understanding with myself. Okay. But I, I have some more examples if you, if you Please. wanted to, uh, yeah, absolutely. So in my, so I've been to that, that, that church I grew up in. I, you know, I went to that church for 21 years because I joined Coast Guard when I was 21. So I, I was going there for 21 years. And after that, you know, I said, I went to a couple of different churches. I went to one in Pittsburgh and I don't know how many times I went there, but I know the one time I believe they were selling, somebody was selling a book while they were preaching. Hmm. Like they had a book up on the projector while they were talking. And this was and the pastor of the church. I believe so. Somebody was, okay. it was somebody mm -hmm. up there selling a book and I, okay. I don't remember if it was a pastor or one of them, but still it was, it was enough to be like, I, why are you selling me something while you're supposed to be talking about God? Sure. Yeah. And, and it, it put me off. It put me off really bad. And I was like, I, yeah. I don't like this. And yeah. uh, I ended up not going back there. And then I, and like I said, I went to this one with the friends and it super receptive. The people I met there were so kind. Like she bought me like these like study books and like, she was just mm. so nice. And it just welcomed me. And it was very, it was, I think it was non-denominational, but it was very, it's still was stuff that I believed in. It was nothing out of the ordinary. They weren't saying anything that that was just blowing me away. I know, I think one time they preached on money and I, I don't care for that too much because I think people interpret that to their own way quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, uh, to me, the, the world we live in now, it revolves around money. And I know that money isn't everything, but in our world, it focuses on it. Like there's no, there's for them, I, I don't like being preached at that you know, money doesn't mean anything because it does. Like I can't live without it. Well, absolutely, it does. And mm -hmm. we we all we all have to work for a living so we can feed our families. And well, I think that's an important point uh, that yeah. you brought up because if if a a lot of people go to the verse that talks about um, uh, the the parable of Jesus um, mm -hmm. telling the the rich person to go give everything he owns to the poor, yes. give away all of yes. his money. But it's not that it's not that he was rich that was inherently bad. It was that um, his heart wasn't in the right place. His heart wanted the money more than yep. it wanted more than he wanted God. And I would agree with that interpretation of it. Like where some would be like, "Oh, this he's saying money's not everything. Like you need to give all your money away. Like being having lots of money is bad." And it's like, well, I, yes and no. I agree with what you say. I think that that he, if the focus is on the wrong thing, then that's what that that's what that individual needed to do to to go the, in the right direction. And it, that definitely doesn't apply for everybody, but you know, it, that that's the world we live in. Unfortunately, that's just, you know, you can look at how the world's working right now, just with current events and it's money plays into literally everything. It and does use money for everything too. I mean, it no does. Doubt. It's no important doubt. to, it's important to work for a living. It's not like we can just go out and barter for everything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like they used to do. We got to work for money. We want to provide for our families well. Yeah. Um, yes. We want to be comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think, mm -hmm. until it gets in the way of wanting God and a relationship with him more. Yeah. Than, okay. Than, than yes. everything. Right. Right. Yeah. That's and, and, it, and like you said, that's where that's where that story all comes back to is is what's your focus on what's the most important thing mm -hmm. um and yeah and i think that's you know probably been missed in a lot of contexts because you you also hear about like an axe the 
they said that the disciples sold everything they had and lived together as a big community and everybody had everything but that's not the commu- that's not the world that we live in no. today and so that no like, that's called a cult these days <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that we don't do those things um, and so so it's important i mean just in general take the take the bible in context you know understand that we do live in different worlds yeah. so yeah absolutely and that's you know and and as for the guy that was up there selling stuff you know one of the things that one of the other things we've heard a lot about is that you know church is a money grab mm-hmm. that they're always trying they're always trying to get the next dollar mm-hmm. um and you know that's uh i'm all for pastors and worship bands and all that stuff you know they've they've got to support their families and and all of that too but being careful about how that's presented you know and 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 being careful yeah. how how to approach that if you're if if an entire sermon is all about hey i've got this great book you should go get it yeah you know then Maybe you missed the point, you know, uh, and and if you're, it's a missed opportunity. uh, Well, and, and for, for example, if, if Matt and I were booked to do a speaking gig in a church and we had a book written, I would want to be able to sell the book in the foyer after we were done. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But we're a guest speaker in the church. We're not, Mm -hmm. um, I remember, uh, actually visiting a church with, uh, Emily and, and your parents, Johnny and, and they had a bookstore within the church Hmm. and we were, we were all just kind of like, eh, that just seems a little off. Uh, and I don't know the whole story behind it, but to us, it just seemed a little off. Churches ask for tithes and donations mm-hmm. because that's how they thrive. That's how they survive. Right. Um, but to go over and above what God's will is because mm-hmm. the church needs to uh, trust God to provide mm-hmm. for it. Um, that's the whole point. In fact, a, a um, little Facebook plug here. Um, Matt's brother is the uh, youth pastor at our church. And he had seen a post that we did on Facebook uh, on our page, on our Simplifying Jesus page. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, <laughs> and he said, we, we posted that one of the reasons people don't go to church is because they're always asking for money. And that is that is true. And mm-hmm. the next day, the next Sunday, he got up there and started asking for money. But <laughs> he said, um, it was, we're, we're doing a, a new building, an addition onto our church. But he said... Mm-hmm. Just so you know, we are not trying to shake you down for money. Mm-hmm. If God leads you to give money to this mm-hmm. building fund, by all means, listen to God. If he mm-hmm. doesn't, don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, It's up to God impressing on your heart to do what you want to do. And I think with you saying like people come in, you know, it's very, uh, maybe not intimidating. I don't know what the right word for it is. But when you come in and they're like, hey, we can, they pass around a plate full of money and you're like, sure. oh, okay. And, you know, I, I went to a church for an Awanas convention one year Hmm. and they had TVs everywhere. They Mm -hmm. had absurd amount of TVs. I went, their youth center had like a little, like six foot entryway into another entryway into their, their youth center. And there was four TVs in the six foot entryway. And there was like probably like 12 TVs in this room and they were just there to play like nothing. It was just like a commercial almost. That seems like a little overkill, but, (laughs) but I I was like, and I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. And they had like this, they had like a, they had an escalator with a slide in between. It It was nuts. They had so much stuff. And, uh, I, I, I asked somebody that worked there. I was like, what's with all these TVs? And they're like, yeah, some guy wrote us a blank check and he said, buy whatever you want. And they bought TVs. Well, there you go. And I was, and I was like, that sent such a wrong message to me. I was like, yeah. that is, I'm sure that's not what that guy intended. Now he did it out of the kindness of his heart because he felt like he needed to, obviously. And that was his way of giving, you know, sure. 
but, but I, I can see when people come in the outside and they see stuff like that. And then I even know even more because I asked. It's like, but you don't, and you know, I, I don't know, it just hits you the wrong way sometimes. Sure. Now, sure. I, I don't think that my church growing up, um, and I'm sure yours isn't either, like just spend, like would spend money on needless things. Yeah. I, I definitely don't think mine did. So since you brought up taxes, um, if I, unless I'm mistaken, churches pay taxes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nonprofit, which means they can't make a profit, but they still pay taxes. So mm-hmm. nonprofit means that the people employed can make a living, can earn as much as they want. I mean, our pastor could make a million dollars a year if he wanted to. Um, it just means the church can't make a profit. Any money that they have left over at the end of the year, before that becomes profit, they have to spend it. So oh, okay. now they can either give it to missions, they can give it to the needy, they can do whatever they want to, um, but they also get taxed on giving, um, just hmm. like we get taxed on money that we give as a donation. Um, and I might be a little bit off on that. I'm not a tax person, so mm-hmm. y'all forgive me. Don't, hit me so don't send me hate mail. But <laughs> my point is, just because they're nonprofits doesn't mean they don't t- pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, the taxes do look different. There's, yeah. I, I know that there's some things that are, they can get tax free, mm-hmm. like the like sales tax exemptions and that kind of right. stuff. Kind of like school, I mean, other nonprofits, right. just like other nonprofits. But um, you know, as far as the uh, employees with like federal withholding and all that kind of stuff, all that's I think is pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, the, the employees, the pastors still have to mm-hmm. pay taxes. Yeah. So if they have profit coming up at the end of the year, they need to spend it or they're going to get penalized. Mm. Um, Designated to something. Yeah. De- sure. So if they go buy TVs or something because it's something they can spend quickly, mm. um, you know, it might be something like that. I don't know. I'm not saying that what churches are doing mm. as far as uh, frivolous spending is right, because there are a lot of things that money mm. could go to. But I'm not mad at a church that's a mega church and doing mm. is spreading the gospel. Um but has a really nice facility for their people mm-hmm. to come to that will attract people. Yeah. I mean, that place was nice. <laughs> so I think it brings up an interesting point though. Um, and this is something that I experienced when I was in Houston. So when I won't get too much into the details here, but after I graduated college, I went to Louisiana for a year for work. And then when I moved back to Houston, I was there for about four years and I hopped around churches a little bit, had a little bit of time where I wasn't in church hardly at all. Um, and uh, one of the things that I experienced at some of the mega churches there was every Sunday kind of felt like an event. Um, and there wasn't yes. always a whole lot of substance to it. And I can think of, of one in particular that, uh, that their big thing, they advertised, uh, uh, like their big Christmas program and like they started advertising and it felt like in June, um, you know, and let's get Christmas in July first and then you can advertise for December Christmas. Um, let's, let's get it all out of the way. But, um, but it felt like they were always pushing that. And it was this big event where they had, you know, live animals and all this music and this choir from, you know, who knows where and all this stuff going on. And it was all about the big event to get butts and seats but mm-hmm. it wasn't necessary wasn't necessarily about the substance and i think that's where sometimes that big spending is a turnoff for me is is when you know your church you've got this you know this overarching mission that is you know i think by all accounts pretty impossible to complete you know reaching reaching people and trying to get that message out there but we're going to focus on this big event to try to get people in the church yeah. mm-hmm. um and and then once they get there not give them a whole lot of substance to work with so I've actually had 
very, very, very similar experience at a church where I live now in Texas. Our friends that we live right down the street from that we became, you know, pretty close to invited us to go. And it was, it, I wouldn't call it a mega church, but it was pretty big. It was a big, very nice church. But we walked in and they had like this basketball goal that was like melted a little bit, like a metal basketball goal. It was like melted. And that had something to do with their service. And so we get in the church, it's really big. And then they, this band comes out and starts singing. It's like super high quality. And they were singing a song from Muse, the band Muse. Like the rock. And, <laughs> okay. I was like, and I was like, they're not Christian. I don't think it was awesome. It was a great song. Like there was no, it wasn't like you no know, profanity or anything, but it, they're definitely not a Christian band. And I thought it was really strange that they were singing it. Like I said, great job, great quality. But I wasn't sure how that, what that had to do with church. And then these, they had these basketball goals on stage and these guys ran out and started dunking basketballs on stage. And they were just, it was like a, a company that like sends these guys out and they just do all these crazy dunks and stuff. Hmm. And they were doing it on stage of the church. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. And it had something to do with their service, which I don't even remember what it was anymore. Slam dunk for and, Jesus. Or, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then the pastor came, and then they, I think they did some more singing. And then the pastor came out and he talked for like 15 minutes and left. Wow. Hmm. And that was the service. And we were like, what did we just witness? <laughs> that's <this> was... <laughs> entertaining right there. And, and that's what it was. And, it's, it, and it was a feel good message. You know, like the, um, what's the pastor from Houston? Joel Osteen. Joel is a very Joel Osteen-ish type of message where it's very, makes you feel good. What is it? Health, happy. wealth, and prosperity. That's right. Yeah. 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 So it was very, it was, just, it, that's what it reminded me of. I was like, oh, you know, it makes you feel good. And then you go home. Right. And it was like just a pr big production. Whereas, you know, regular church is just, you know, we, you worship, you, uh, talk, you, you pray, you, you know, you, somebody might have one little thing, like some news announcements or something, and then you get into service and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Not like people dunking on stage and it was just crazy. <laughs> and I'm sure, I mean, there's, it was packed. So I'm sure it obviously works in some ways, but yeah. Um, well, I agree with what Matt said that, you know, there's gotta be um, that substance there. And obviously you agree with that too. Um, I do somewhat agree with having some way for people to want to come to church. Yeah. Um, and our pastor last Sunday even said, you know, or two Sundays ago said, you know, when the gospel stops being enough, then there's something wrong. Now, obviously that is fantastic for us Christians. We need mm -hmm. to, you know, when the gospel stops being enough, that there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. We need to reexamine our hearts and our minds and, and, and figure out what's missing there. But if people don't know about Jesus to begin with, you know, that's why we're doing this because we're talking to people who, who may not know the importance of Jesus. Yeah. We're not theologically uh, trained. We haven't studied up on this. So we're just doing the best we can to let people know about how they can go and, and find Jesus and how mm -hmm. they can go yes. and learn more about him. Yes. And that's church, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. getting mm -hmm. butts in seats mm -hmm. and getting them to hear the message that we're not as trained to tell them about. Yeah. That, and yeah. I think, and I think that's the key is, is the substance to it. You mm -hmm. know, if, if you, if you can go to a service where you've got people slam dunking on stage and rock band and all that <laughs> stuff, but you never hear about Jesus, something's not right. There's no point. If you go through all that stuff and like, Hey, let me tell you about the gospel message. All right. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've, you've got my attention, but, but I think it's, you've got to have that piece there. And I think a lot of times that's the, that's the, that's the issue I've run into it, it, that I've, I've witnessed um, is that a lot of times that piece of it gets missed in the name of the big event. Well, we don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, you know, whatever yeah. the reason may be. It's like, but you got to, like, right. you've got them here. You can't miss that opportunity. So I can, I can definitely appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I know in 
past experiences too. Like we, I don't know if you know what the power team is. Have you heard mm-hmm. of like team impact power team? I haven't. They're, they're like giant guy. They're, they're power lifters that come out. Oh, yeah. okay. That, yeah. that it's impressive. Preach. <laughs> that preach. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they lift and they like yeah. break ice and stuff. It's crazy. It's really yeah. cool. That like they light stuff on fire and lift it and they rip phone books in half. And that was something that we did at our church a long time ago. And one of my you friends, did that, brothers, right? You were the one lifting and yes. Do, yes. Okay. <laughs> Johnny joined and, uh, the Coast Guard and got all kinds of bulked up. So <laughs> when I met him, he was a scrawny little kid. <laughs> yeah. I had to make some changes. Um, but so, you, you know, they did this. And my friend's brother actually went up there and he said he got saved. And he definitely did not because like a little years later, he used to uh, hassle me about about Christianity and he ended up being atheist. So yeah, he, so he began to being, you know, he said he was atheist and stuff. And it, it showed me how, although that stuff is cool, it can make, especially kids, obviously it's more geared towards kids. Like they get them so excited. They're like, you know, I want Jesus too. And I, I, I think it kind of negatively um, can affect some kids. Some kids, it probably absolutely works, but it's, it's, it's on an adrenaline high right. of what just happened. Right. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, you know, even when we take things like Vacation Bible School, which is coming up pretty mm-hmm. soon, you know, uh, one of the things I love about that is that while the kids have fun, every activity they do, the gospel is spread throughout. Right. So they're getting Jesus at every different station that mm-hmm. they go to. Even the music is all geared around Jesus. And mm-hmm. and um, I get the you know opportunity to run sound for that this year mm-hmm. and, and, and throughout the week. And uh, Emily's going to be the music coordinator for that and 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 oh, cool. i love getting to um watch those kids one mm-hmm. have fun um and two uh get to uh, you can almost see it when that light bulb clicks yeah. uh, even at yep. you know sometimes six and seven years old yeah. it's like oh this is why we're here okay yeah. now it's even more fun for them most of the time right yeah and i think that's the that's the deal with with groups like power team i remember power team they can't remember if they came to one of the churches I went to. I know they came to our school at one point and did their demonstration, kind of a pep rally sort of thing. Um, and uh, it, it was cool and all, but I think the the hard part with that is the follow-up. You know, with VBS, these kids are mm-hmm. in your area. You get to see them every day for a whole week, and, and there's always the intention of getting back with them and helping them, you know, if they, if they decide to make that decision, you get to talk to them and walk them through that yep. and make sure that they understand what they did with, you know, and nothing wrong with power team. I, th- I think they're, they're a good group. I think as a more general statement with stuff like that is you don't really have that. Um, you can wow them and man, I want to go be part of that. But how do you make sure that like what John's friend went through didn't, doesn't happen where, I made a decision on a whim, but there's nothing there to hold mm-hmm. me to it and, and to really know what I just did. Just going uh, back to that exactly. substance. Lacking. Yeah, exactly. Going back to substance. I mm-hmm. uh, want to kind of wrap up with, you know, if you if you decided that, hey, I really want to get back in church with uh, just you or the family or whatever that may be, what kind of things are you looking for? What What's going to be important for you um, when you start looking that direction? If you start looking yes. that direction. And I am. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a two-year-old daughter that I feel, you know, obviously I'm very responsible for her and her upbringing and everything else. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I am for sure doing a dishonor if I do not introduce her to it. Mm -hmm. And I did not like hate growing up in church. I had Mm -hmm. fun. I made many friends there. You know, I had, I had a good time. You know, I, 
I did fun, a lot of fun stuff and I want her to have, be able to have that too. Not only to go have fun and make friends, but to learn too. My biggest thing is I want to give her the opportunity to make the decision for herself, what she wants to do. Sure. I want to have presented her the knowledge and the upbringing in it so that she can say like, you know what, this isn't for me, which is, you know, hopefully not, but I mean, she, she is going to grow up to be able to make that decision because I gave her the opportunity to not, she doesn't know anything about it at all. And it's just not interested interested in it so so let me ask you a question around that um i can, i know that i can ask this confidently that as a as a parent i want to make sure that our kids are saved that that they know mm-hmm. jesus and they grow up knowing them knowing him um and as christians um you know we're supposed to to make disciples we're supposed to teach the gospel we're supposed to spread the gospel and and help people to understand um, what jesus is all about that he died for our sins that he came back and promise to come back again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do we do as parents when our kids decide later on, knowing what we know, no, I don't think that's for me. I guess in my mind, it's like, you know, if I'm able to at least give her the foundation, mm-hmm. and then like you said, you know, she gets older and she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think the only thing you can do is be be loving and be supportive to know that it's there for them when they're ready and that I guess to show that, you know, you still believe it too. Sure. Well, and, and, and I think, I think you, you, uh, you make a very good point. You know, we're, we're called to be Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're called to be Jesus's hands and feet, Mm -hmm. make disciples, but we can't save them. Only Jesus can save them. All we can do is give them the information and then it's up to God to work in their hearts Mm -hmm. um, and they have to accept it. Right. So that is a good point. All we can do is continue to be loving. All we can do is continue to, show them what it's like and mm-hmm. and in teaching them how our lives have changed because of accepting Jesus and following mm-hmm. his will uh, as opposed to our own and being in control right I just talked about mm-hmm. that um, <laughs> in our last episode um, two episodes ago I don't remember eight or nine yeah. I was in one of those whenever um, Bill told his story yeah whenever I told my story yeah um, yeah that's all we can do is just mm-hmm. show them show them the best way to do it or the best way to Tell them what we know. Tell them what we know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a parent yet, but uh, but my wife and I have had a lot of conversations about what that you know what we want that to look like, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the verse we go back to, and I can't remember the exact reference, but it basically says, uh, "Train them up in the ways they should go, and they won't stray from it." Mm-hmm. And and it's this it's a, it's one of the proverbs, but basically like if you if you put it in them as a kid and, and instill that in them in a way that is in training and not, you know, hellfire and brimstone, like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, that, yeah. that you, you can have that confidence that, that they're going to have that. Um, well, Matt, you talked about, about it, um, a, a previous conversation you and I had that, you know, you strayed away from it, yeah. um, and, and came back because of what you knew growing up. Right. Emily strayed away from it, um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of, um, what she knew um or and came, came back, to back. Yeah. because of what she knew yeah um and the the, the verses that she memorized in in awana and mm-hmm. and all the time at vbs and all those things so um all we can do is the best we can do right yeah so, for sure um so i'm sorry i completely hijacked that question so please bring <laughs> us back around matt yeah so <laughs> so so knowing so now knowing that you do want to do that what what are some things that you're looking for in a church that are important to you uh, well, for one, just for my daughter, uh, I, I want to find, first of all, I want to find somebody I work with that I can go with to keep me accountable. Cause mm. it's, I have learned that 
I do much better when I have someone to keep me accountable. Like for instance, I'm going to this school soon where I have to run this super fast runtime. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend from work that runs with me every, every uh, a couple times a week. And I have found that I get so much better performance when I run with somebody else to help me than I do by myself. Cause I, he's there to keep me accountable and he's way better at running than I am. So he's, he, you know, he's coaching me and he's like being very positive and stuff. And it makes me perform way better than I would by myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like church is the same way. I, mm-hmm. If I have a friend who hopefully will have a child the same age as me, it would help too, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if I can find a friend that, you know, has a young, a young kid too, that, you know, we can become really good friends with that I'm able that they're able to keep me accountable to be like, Hey, you know, we're going to church. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, it's, it's, it'll help me go. It'll help, you know, Ellie make friends. Mm-hmm. And that's something too. I want, I want the church to have a good program for kids so that she can grow in that too. Yeah. She'll she'll never get interested in it unless she has friends as a mm-hmm. as a kid in my in my opinion. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. So how do you ha- handle it um, being in the Coast Guard? You're moving every four years or so. Yes. Um, so um, what I'm hearing uh, again, I, and and I don't want you to feel like you're on trial here with with my questions. So, oh, you're good. <laughs> um, but um, um, what I'm hearing is that um, you want to find a friend outside of church first before you go into church, and therefore make friends who might hold you accountable inside church, but then you're going to move four years later and have to start yes. that whole process over again. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's not as hard as you think to find people. There's a lot of people at work that go to church. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it's not as, it's not as bad as you think. Like there's, I, I honestly don't think it'd be hard to find somebody at, at work. That's like, yeah, I go to church and would find that has the same beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, even at the place I work now, there's hundreds of people that work there. And although I might not work with them, I can at least be like, "Hey," and I, I might, or I, I go, I go to a church and uh, see somebody from work, and then we become friends that way. And then we're like, "Oh, hey, you're in the you're in the Coast Guard too," and you know, like, "Oh, cool. Well, yeah, let's go have lunch afterwards and talk more." And then you become friends that way. Sure. I'm not to sound braggy, because probably sound braggy. I'm really good at making friends with people, and uh, I believe that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm really good with people, and I, I'm able to. Uh, get on their good side easily, I guess is the best way to say it. I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm a good people person with that. So I, I don't have trouble making friends, I guess the best is, is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now I know people at work that I, that I know that go to church and stuff. And I know, um, you know, I leave, I leave in two and a half months now to go to school and I, you know, I'm hoping in the next place I can find somebody I can take Ellie with me and, uh, start somewhere new. I'm hoping to try to find a good non-denominational, nothing like probably be easier to find than anything else mm-hmm. i know in texas like i can throw a rock and hit a church there's hundreds <laughs> oh, yeah. of them absolutely in yeah. texas and but i mean they're all over the place and i i'm not anticipating finding any having a problem finding a church hmm. well not finding a church finding a friend to go to keep me accountable yeah. that's, right. that's at a good church that makes mm-hmm. sense especially since you're going to be moving around so much you're going to have to start that process over again every four yeah, years and so. and that is unfortunate but um one of the positives about being the coast guard for one is it's so small that once you're in like a certain type of job for a while everybody knows who you are mm-hmm. that's why like when i if i stayed in the job i am now and i transferred that way the, the, wherever i'm going they already know everything about me because they friend they're friends with my bosses and they're going to call them and tell them whether I'm great or bad. So they already have an idea of who I am before I even show up to work. Okay. Well, now, that's good. I'm starting a new job, Maybe. so they're not going to know who I am, but that's going to be the continuation of that. That's going to happen again where they all know each other and they're all friends. And I could even say like, Hey, you know, I'm, 
I'm going to the next place. Do you know anybody there that goes to church? And I, I'm probably could find somebody pretty quickly. Well, well, good. That's good that you have that. You already have that. Um, what that, the network network. There yeah. you go. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Um, it, built I'm, in, I'm not anticipating help any problems at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just going to take some, um, some, what's the word I used the other day talking about this? Some dedication. No, yep. I used the word, another word, but it's going to take some dedication to, to need to yeah, do it. It will. It will. Cause it's in that. And right now too, you know, I have, I stand duty and stuff. So it's, my weekends are really sporadic. Well, this new job should be back to a normal, like, Monday through Friday, sometimes weekends, but more Monday through Friday kind of a job. So hmm. it's going to have to be getting out of the run of my weekends, you right. know, which, you know, I did it for 21 years. So I, I can get back to it. It's just, like I said, it's, that's the laziness I got to dig out of the way and sure. uh, get back to it. Matt, I hijacked your question again. Um, <laughs> what else are you uh, looking for? <laughs> if anything, <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. You know, I've, I mentioned the stuff that I don't particularly care for there, you know, and I, I could have walked in at the wrong time and see some of these, th- these things at the very, at the, at a certain sure. time that, that I interpreted the wrong way. Like the guy still in the book, I could have caught that. He might not even have been the pastor. He, he could have been a, a guest speaker that was just trying to sell his book. I'm not sure. And I can't remember. It's been forever ago, Sure, but, yeah. and I could have hundred percent caught it in a wrong way. And it, and that was on me. I don't, I just don't remember, but I, I can overlook some stuff if I find other things that are great. And I'm, I'm, hoping to avoid a lot of that stuff if I can. Everybody has this experience with churches. Like, you know, it always takes a couple before you find the one you really like. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, that's just the way it works. Took us about eight before we found yeah, one that just had, fit our I family. Found, yeah, had a hard time. <laughs> and and I had some of the same issues you did. You know, I, I would walk yeah. into one and and um, I didn't like the way a, a pastor was preaching or um, or it was all hellfire and brimstone or... Um, music wasn't quite right. Music wasn't right. And that's, and that, you know, yeah. me being a musician and sound engineer, that wasn't fair for anybody. But um, <laughs> not that I'm, you know, great or anything, but um, it's, it was still, I'm critical. So what can I say? But yeah, I agree. I, I understand that. And that's something we tell uh, our listeners often is that don't give up on the first or even second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a church out there for everybody. You just got to find it. It takes time. It, it takes time. time. And, and you got to get settled in and, and you got to the, the church that we are at now. We visited once and we said, nope, this isn't for us. Um, but then Emily tried it again a few times and, and uh, here we are. It's been a couple of years now we've been going there and, mm-hmm. and extremely plugged in and have made some really good friends and family. And, and yeah. um, you know, it's been, it's been a great experience. But at first we were like, nope, we're good. Yeah, I had the cheat code that my brother was a youth pastor, so I really only had one option. <laughs> <laughs> Just happened to be a really good option, but yeah. yeah. And you had that opportunity. You had that experience though. You talked about in Houston, you know, going to a couple of them. So yeah, yeah, I did. I did when I when I was searching around. Never did really find the right one in Houston. Mm. Um, so, but uh, yeah, that that that's just how that went. That, so. That's how it goes. So we uh, we like to include in every show just a uh, just a basic invitation. Um, you know the reason we're doing this stuff. We love to talk about church and uh, some of the issues there, and um, and the desire for for everybody to come to church. But really, what it's all about is getting to know Jesus, and and that's the guy that we like to talk about. And we break down the steps of salvation uh, really simply. We just call it the ABCs. Um, uh, a is, uh, to admit that you're a sinner, admit that you're not perfect, um, that you can't get to heaven on your own. You can't earn your way there. And, and that's just, unfortunately, it's just the fact of who we are, that nobody's perfect. Uh, B is to believe that Jesus is who he said he is, that he's the son of God, that, 
um, that he did come and live a perfect life. They died and he, and he rose again. Uh, and put your faith in that. And then finally see is, is to do just that, to, to confess your faith in him and, and to call him as Lord. And that, uh, it is as easy as it sounds, but if you have any questions about that, uh, please, uh, send us a, send us a note add some comments, private note on Facebook, whatever it may be. We'd love to get you hooked up with a pastor if you have more questions about that, if you want to hear more about what that looks like, or if there's an opportunity to help you find a church where you're at. We would we would love to help out with that. That's our goal is to get you plugged in with a local church. Just to just say it again, it really is that simple. Um, it, it really is that easy, and, and that's why we're here. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Little brother, we appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're we're glad to have you on here. This is really cool to hear from your perspective as well that, you know, having grown up in the church and hearing some of your struggles, even that um, not only did you try other churches, you just, you know, you're like so many other people that who one have either grown up in the church and didn't find something that they liked um, when they moved away from their parents' church Mm -hmm. um, or, um, have never been to church and struggled looking for a church. It, yeah. it affects everybody the same way. Um, I never, I was that in that second category. I never went to church and then struggled finding one that I liked. Yeah. So, uh, no, we really appreciate that perspective. And my hope is that you will, um, let us know when you do find a church in your next station. And, um, as soon as you find out where that is, we're, we're all still hoping for Miami around here or, or you know, around that area. I, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping for Los Angeles or Miami. So hey, one hey, of the two, Disney's go. in both places. You That's know? right. The kids yes. will, you will quickly become the favorite <laughs> uncle. Um, <laughs> but, uh, not that you're not already, but so is your That's other brother. Say. So is your other brother. So, uh, <laughs> two favorites, but anyway, um, so yeah, let us know where you land and, and how things are Come going. On. And we will um, wrap this up um, by saying we hope that everybody else is able to find a place to call home at mm-hmm. their church in their town. And um, we will talk to you all again next time. And if you haven't already, go like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jesus, or it's called Simplifying Jesus. Check out our website at www.simplifyjesus.com. Or shoot us a note in the comments uh, or an email at info at simplifyjesus.com. We'd love to hear from you. you know, take care, everybody.